Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. because uh, I barely survived yesterday. Now, I don't know. Speaking of fans on Instagram, do you follow my stories? Have you been keying mm-hmm. into any? Did you see what happened when I tried to cook yesterday? No, I did not see that. Okay, people, just some backstory. I have been called back for worst cooks in America. I have oh. applied to Nailed It. I am legendarily bad. I can follow a recipe to the letter and it will come out inedible. You could use it for masonry, your sidewalks, sure. what, whatever. But we had a stressful day at the Maha'a Lounge. There was a lot of construction going on. And we haven't had rain in, I don't know, six, seven months at this point. Sure. So we had to get some basement windows replaced on the one day that the Lord said, let there be rain. And there was basically a hole in the house where water and dirt, mud, leaves from 1960 came pouring in the window. All that is to say is stressful day at the lounge, right, in our construction efforts. So I thought, I'll do something nice and make dinner for Jules. That was the first thing I did wrong. The next thing was that I had a frozen chicken sausage in the freezer the seed is said look i never said that i was like linking my own sausage that i have Mm -hmm. culinary abilities it has to be frozen so i i put it on the grill pan inside the house and i just throw a frozen sausage on a grill pan well it smokes up it's a cheech and chong fiesta but like chicken chicken smoke so but everything smokes up in the kitchen and the alarm goes off like you do but i I hit the alarm pad saying override and I start to waft all of the fire, you know, detectors with a towel as I have done my entire life because I've, it's not the first time that I've ruined a chicken sausage. So I, we get a call from ADT and I call them back and I was like, look, <laughs> this, this was me. It's the house is fine. I was making a chicken sausage. But these are are the exact words I'm saying to her. If I said chicken sausage once, I said it 50 times. And she goes, well, I'll try to stop them, but the fire department is already on their way. And I was like, God, no. So I thought I got to it fast enough where she could call off the guards, you know? Four minutes later, I look out the front door. I'm not joking, Patty. Three engines and a fire chief in a Jeep. Like five alarm fire. They they come out of this thing with all of their gear on. They start running, <laughs> running up the driveway. And I had to run out and be like, I am so sorry. It's fine. I was trying to make a chicken sausage. <laughs> You said it once, you said it a million times. I kept saying chicken sausage. They had to take my name and number, probably to put me on some sort of list. Yeah. You know, somewhere saying, if this happens at this house, do not bother. Maybe it was to corroborate your next um, 
uh, worst cooks of America. <laughs> yes, because I need legitimacy. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 that's true. She, It was a chicken sauce. You guys, it was bad. Yeah, on behalf of the entire fire department, I'd like to pitch her for Worst Cooks in America. And and I really said to them, I was like, just, you know what? Just keep my name and number handy because the holidays <laughs> are coming and I could try to do this again. So I just want you to take me seriously is all. You know, I don't know if they take the name and number to be like, don't go back to this house again. <laughs> no, but they definitely had a drinking game of every time you said chicken sausage. So they may not have made it home. <laughs> you Between guys, the ADP and the firemen. We're going to Pat's Bar and Grill. I got to get some chicken sausage. <laughs> Did she say chicken sausage 15 times? No, no, no. You don't understand what it's like to run down a, a, a driveway screaming chicken sausage. <laughs> Were you like save the clock tower? Oh my God, Patty, honest to God, at this point in my life, I am that woman. I actually thought- Who is this little boy in a dress running out of the house? (laughs) You should save him. Where's his mother? Oh, no, that's that's his mother. Them, Kevin. It wants to be called them, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, little boy. Is your house on fire? Show me your chicken sauce. you have no idea. Oh, that's a perverted little boy. (laughs) It, you know- and I come from a whole family of firefighters, and I used to hear stories like this dumb bitch all the time. Like Boston firefighters would come home and be like, this stupid woman was cooking a fucking chicken sausage, and Shut. she almost burned down a house. Her ha- his hair was on fire. <laughs> the little boy comes out and screams chicken sausage. I had to put the whole house out. I, Wait, was did they have their hoses up or were they just like ready to like kick down your door? Hoses were not up, but the outfits were on. It was very YMCA. I was like, <clears throat> did someone call the fire department? They're like, why is there an Indian chief here? I don't know. He just comes <laughs> and a construction worker? I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. He was around. That would be great if there was a stripper company that set that sent firemen but really committed to the bit and sent them in the fire trucks and like legit came to like the front door with the hose and like blasted down the door with the yeah, water like with like or with an axe and just started like busting through it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, did someone call the fire department? You broke my front door. <laughs> that door is $1,500 asshole. You blasted a lane to the other side of the house with that hose. <laughs> yeah. Did just wait till hose? I get going. <laughs> you haven't seen anything yet. Oh, I'm, I'm really good at blasting the lanes. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just saying, stripper companies, if those still exist, like classic, old school, not actually doing meth stripper grams, just commit to the bit. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Do you think they still exist? Companies? Stripper companies? Yeah, like like the amount of time, maybe I just grew up in a wrong house, but like the amount of times my family got random strippers. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? The amount of times your family had a random stripper, like she was lost. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I'm here for a gig, but my car broke down. And she's just like, I've seen just it. like tassels in edible underwear. Oh, <laughs> your mom's like, not again. Why have we had so many strippers 
of the family, but we have, we had like, we had policemen. There was a belly dancer for a, my one of my father's birthdays. It's, what's wrong with my family? <laughs> what was like the Mansons? But there was a company that like, like remember back in the 80s when things were fun and people only did cocaine? Like they would, they would order strippograms. Oh, they would? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yes. I think I've only seen that in movies. I don't think I've ever seen a stripper. It's like in in Friends when they, when they order a stripper and they get Danny DeVito. It's that kind of company. Mm. Mm. But I wonder if that still exists. Do we not live in, I I don't want to live in a world where strippograms don't exist. I can't imagine that in this day and age of everyone being woke AF, that they would hire a Danny DeVito stripper just to, so everyone can make fun of them because then we would be bullied. Well, but we that was an accidental them. thing. I mean, but can you hire uh, a regular stripper? Uh, your birthday what do you mean by regular? Passed. What do you mean by like regular stripper? Like, like, some, like not a dad a, bob stripper or like Not a, somebody who's going to end up dead in your bathtub or something. You know, like I want a dancey stripper. Somebody who only takes it down to the G. Hmm. I don't fully want to see your junk, but like... I'm assuming G-string, not G-spot. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what they do anymore. I'm... I don't, I don't know where it is. I don't, I'm not actually looking for it, so I don't actually... I don't know anything about it. But in my childhood mind, I put this in the category of the singing telegram. Like, it's the same company that you would call to get, like, a singing telegram or, you know, a balloon... Like, somebody delivers balloons and says something wacky to you. So I'm the only reference is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Clue. No, that's a singing telegram, and then the other telegram from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is when she's the nurse who likes to fuck and then <gasps> closes the door. Yes, exactly, exactly. Headache, fever and, and the chill. chill. <laughs> I'm here to cure your pluck because I'm the, the nurse, nurse who, who likes, likes to. to. If I could just be one of those roles in one of those iconic John Hughes style movies, that's all I could, I could cash in my chips and leave this business. Although to be honest, I don't think his films really age very well because they're all. They age with us. Understandable. Like we have, we've broken this down before where Goonies would never get greenlit (laughs) today, but it's so part of our childhood and you can't show that movie to anyone who did not grow up with that movie. I have seen it go sideways so often. And I'm not talking about people who are like millennials. I'm talking about people who were probably born in the nineties. Thank you for saying millennial. That's for you. That's a tip of the hat to you. You know, uh, they're not that far removed from the Ferris Bueller time, but the, or like the Goonies time, but they just don't, they just don't get it. No, so many movies. So, so deliciously wrong. Oh, my God. So uh, if you listen to last week's episode, which was about stepmoms, Patty broke down his incredible frustration around the movie Stepmom with Susan Sarandon, that classic hit, and the house that she lived in. And I really think that if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should stop, go back, listen to the other episode, because goddamn, what a good argument. What is wrong with this woman and how does she have the size of the house that she has and keeps on every light in the Mm -hmm. house? So Patty sent me today a picture of this house 
And when you said it was like Tara, it's like Tara on steroids. Yes. This is this is like three Taras combined. Yeah, I took like the house cool. tour today. Oh, online you can do online. that. Online, and I was like, this fucking, and like this bitch is complaining about her husband that her ex husband not doing this, this, this. She lives in a giant. Like, I love that there's a lot going off behind you while you're going off. <laughs> wait for it. Wait. So anyway, so yes, I Googled it um, because I was trying to come up with the new Canva and uh, it popped up. It's the house. I'm like, what the fuck? And then it was like every angle. I was like, and then I was like, to my argument, three people live in this house. Three. Mm -hmm. Three people. And two of them are like half people, right? Correct. Correct. So at one time, maybe four. But this thing is a full on like resort. Mm hmm. And she's bitching about what? Like alimony, you know, the typical, like, you don't pay me anything. And then you're like, I wouldn't, whatever she paid or he paid her clearly just goes to the light bill and like lawn maintenance and window and oil. I, again, Jesus my first Christ. thought is how did you heat that thing? That's ridiculous. At what point is she like, this is too much house. It's too much house to maintain. I, I I I don't understand it. I can't. I don't think I can actually watch that movie again because I think, just possibly because how bipolar Susan Sarandon is in that movie. First she likes, then she hates. Then she likes, then she hates. In the movie she or likes, in life? Likes, she hates. I just I don't give a shit about Susan Sarandon in life. <laughs> She's always spoken well of you. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, well, keep your eyes open on our Instagrams and our whatnot because this, this, uh, the Canva coming out this week is going to be probably the picture of this ridiculous house. Oh my God. How have you been? Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, I keep thinking like it's going to be um, a little chilly out and then I get to work and I'm as if I just jumped into a pool. Sweltering. It's swampy. It's dog's breath. It's thick girl even though it rained and everybody's like the oh it's raining right now it's magical it's what it's god crying because Probably. we're all assholes he's like where did i go wrong god just an old jewish guy i can't tell you let me tell you what uh i've had some fun shows this past weekend uh, I was in Long Island. By the time this comes out, you know the wild thing? When this episode airs, it will be September 1st. Wrap your brain around that for a minute. No. You you wrap your brain. You wrap not, your legs around for that September. for a minute. I, I know, because you know what? Neither am I. I'm feeling a little endless summer vibe this year. Maybe because it's like for the past two summers, well, the past two years has been an endless summer for two straight years. So I, I don't know if there's some psychology behind that. There's also, again, what we talk about, which is the psychology of the end of August. Now, okay, I guess I should introduce this week's... Oh, wait, I haven't even said welcome. Oh, there's so many things yeah. going on right now. So many. So many. You know what? Then maybe I'll say welcome and whatever. Let's lean in. I feel spicy. Okay. Do you feel spicy? Okay. Here we go. Spice like, it up. Ooh, like a margarita. Ooh. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, John McEnroe. 
And I am Patty Lapone. You sure are. <laughs> and we're coming to you from the Maha, uh, well, the Maha Bar and Zoom in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch and in downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen. Can I hear it? Good morning, good morning. What a nice way to start the day. Good morning, good morning. How old are all of you today? Happy birthday, happy birthday. Someone's birthday is today. Let's have a party. Happy birthday. You're invited, won't you stay? Oh, my God. It actually sounds like Jules every what afternoon. the yeah. fuck? Well, hi, guys. Good morning. And this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. Ugh, how does he live like that? <laughs> That's right. We're bringing them to a beauty shop for a full makeover and telling them, your friends think you're hideous, so we have to cut all your hair and give you new clothes and shame you on public <laughs> platforms. In other words, we're reading their articles. We read the articles of Ann Landers and Dear Rabbit here every week. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at Dear Pot Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your Face. We have a website, DearPodOfficial.com, where you can binge your last episode, however, comma. We need to get our numbers up, so this is a public plea. Go over to Apple Podcast, rate, review, subscribe, damn it. Bump our numbers up. We are too damn talented to not be in the top ten and knock that silly Joe Rogan off of his platform because that's who we're competing with, Joe Rogan. Same demographic, wow. right? Uh, you can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. We accept an advice question and we will answer it on the air every week. You could be one of those lucky individuals who receives advice from unqualified individuals. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. Where, oh, what was that sound? Ooh. Oh, a Come, where for a mere three or five dollars a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week, in addition to extra special shout outs on your birthday. And that is right, we have a very special Patreon birthday that we are celebrating this week, and it is Pep Speed, ladies and gentlemen. Pep Speed, who is celebrating a birthday on September 6th. That is right, the day after Labor Day. Well, not well, his. His or her, I don't know who, who peps be they, them. Uh, be thine now. I don't know who you are, Pep Speed, but you keep us in um, in alcohol, and we thank you for that on your very special birthday. And the fact that your mother labored after Labor Day is what makes you extra special. That is right! It's your birthday, another trip around the sun, baby! We love you. Do you want to say we love you, Patty? Go on. We say. love you. Happy day of birth. Happy Pep Speed Day. September 6th is Pep Speed Day. <laughs> Shout out to you. I'm no <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, but who was? Who was? Well, true. It's going to be a strange twist of fate this week, and I'm telling oh, you what. Uh, oh, nice. I thank you for that. Thank you. Oh, and before I forget uh, the most important of all the things, because we are we are easing into the month of September. There's a lot of stuff going on in life and otherwise, but send your kids to school, put them on a bus, and then download my album on September 13th. It will drop September 13th. It's called Baseline Presentable. I recorded an album at QED Astoria back in April. Oh my God. It feels like it was 500 years ago. And uh, I am, I am, 
uh, getting it produced by 800 Pound Gorilla Records and Laugh Button. So shout out to the good folks at 800 Pound and Laugh Button for trusting me and uh, sending people out there and doing Laugh all button. the hard work that they have done to put all this together. They are geniuses. They're amazing. It's an awesome album. And uh, it will be available for purchase on Apple Podcasts and other little venues. I will have more details specific on that as we get closer to the date. But in the meantime, September 13th, put it in your hearts and minds. And, uh, well, here we are, man. Here Here we are. We are are all gathered to talk about this week's theme, which seems very appropriate. School. School. College, elementary, high school, teachers, students. No more books and dirty looks and things that have to do with school. Basically, all around, it's that time of year. Well, actually, it's now beyond that time of year for most people. I do not understand. Okay, someone help me wrap my brain around this. Okay. When I was a young child going to the school system, we did not go back until after Labor Day. And yet my friends, especially I have friends in California who were like, first day of first grade on August 15th. So explain that to me. I don't understand. I I can't explain it. I don't understand. Like I understand colleges. I remember going to college and that I would have to be in Ithaca by like the middle of August, but we would start classes probably in the 20s of August, Mm -hmm. but never, ever before. And that was always like a big gear shift for me coming from high school where I was like, I don't understand. Um, I'm sorry. We don't start until September 6th. At the earliest. So what is this? I just remember that I would try to leave Chicago as quickly as I possibly could to then get to my fraternity so that we could all hang out and just get like shit faced every day. And then of course, blow off the first week of class because why? Because you can and you should. Oh, and then you you realize, wow, in retrospect, you're like, you are a giant Asshole. Sucking asshole. Yes, you were. You were wasting your mm-hmm. parents' money yep. by drinking. Um, yep. I, on the other hand, was was a pristine student. Okay. Uh, uh, but I was also very much, look, I went to school for musical theater. I got there and I was like, let's start singing. It's August 22nd. And everyone's like, who wants to do it? Who wants to murder the, the little boy in the red wig? <laughs> <laughs> no one will miss him. Now, the weird part is I accidentally ended up at your alma mater when I did the Limestone Comedy Festival, of which I'm wearing their T-shirt right now, Oh, which is in Bloomington, Indiana. Correct. What Beautiful. A, oh, oh, my God. You walk on that campus and you're like, oh, school. It mm-hmm. felt, it was such a school. It was like school ties school, you know? It was this beautiful, pristine campus, and I just, I wanted to lick the walls. I get like this every time of year at this mm-hmm. time. I want academia. I want to go back. There's something very special about Indiana where it's like you feel like that. I feel, I always felt lucky to be on the campus. I mean, because I was a terrible student, and, uh, you know. That surprises that me. But, um, but there was just like there, and I hate, I hate when people say the word magic, but there was something magical about being there because there's something about it. I, I think it's because, you know, there's like the limestone quarries. So you kind of know, like all the limestone is actually coming 
from the town itself. The town has built these buildings, the artistry, the craftsmanship, even the houses that people live in around the university, mm -hmm. a lot of character. Um, obviously there was breaking away was made there. And, you know, like there's little traditions all over the place. And it's just really like, it's just like, it, they've spared no expense. It just is beautiful everywhere you turn. It is, but what I really loved about it, because I got to walk around the neighborhood a little bit, were the couches on the lawns. Because gorgeous, I was right? like, tell me you're a college town without telling me you're a college town. <laughs> there is a leather recliner sofa in the middle of a lawn. And I mm -hmm. was like, it brought me right back to Ithaca, where we were like, you know what? We should put a non-porous furniture item in the middle of this lawn on the yeah. front yard yeah yeah and, and we should just wait two months for it to dry out absolutely and and be, we, we can sleep on it it's totally healthy and we should definitely yeah. build a pyramid out of natty light cans mm -hmm. yeah underneath our coffee table which is not something but no officer no one's drinking here no, no one's drinking here we're all legal it's fine. It's fine. The limestone, by the way. <laughs> Can we smoke this? It, I just miss school. I do. I crave it. I would never, ever want to go back in any uh, professorial situation. Like, I could never, ugh, I would never want that. I want to go back and I want to be a student, but I think I want to go back and be a student at 20. I want to go back in time. So build me a time machine and let's go back to college. Okay. I Can you imagine if you and I went to school together? We would. Well, this is the reason why I wasn't very good in school because <laughs> I would not stop talking to anybody. If we were in study. school together, we would have no liver left combined. Correct. We'd probably be about 500 pounds. No, no, I think it would be the other way around. We might be like five pounds because we would fuel each other's body dysmorphia. I don't know because towards the end of my fifth year of college, I mean, people are like looking at pictures now, like, who's that guy? I'm like, that's me. No. Yes. No. I'm like, yes, that's a lot of, that's a lot of sub sandwiches. Oh my God. They built a subway in my dorm room. That's your act the, where your bed sits. Pretty much. It was right below it. It was right below. They were like, you know what this dorm needs? A subway sandwich shop where we're going to bake. They baked all of the bread on campus. So I was on the sixth floor. This thing was on the first floor. And when they're baking bread, it is literally going up the vents and into college dorm rooms. So everyone's just getting fat. Oh, 100. Fat. Fat. Patty, I would go and get a 12-inch a meatball sub on that's, white bread. <laughs> that's just fucking disgusting. All right, so we got articles this week uh, regarding school, school time. Uh, I'm curious to see what you came up with. So School time me. lemonade. School oh, that's what's missing. Just some sugar. Yeah, sugar. Hit me. Okay. All right, this is from the Indiana, oh, the Indiana Gazette, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Oh, oh apropos sorry. Indiana, right off of our, but our Pennsylvania. limestone discussion. September 27th, 1976. Dear Abby, our middle son, Andy, which seems to be his real name because there's no quote. <laughs> our middle son, Andy, is a very intelligent young man of 19. He went to college for one year just to please us. Then he, then he quit saying, 
I don't want to waste any more of your time and your money. His grades were fine, but he says he prefers working with his hands. He's now enrolled in a trade school and we're so disappointed in him. <gasps> I'm not putting down people who work with their hands, Abby, but it seems to me that people who work with their hands do so because they aren't smart enough to work with their minds. Oh Andy's, father's, Andy's father's a professional man. Here we go again, professional man. Excuse me, ma'am, I'm a professional man. <laughs> so what do you do? I'm a professional man. I just told you that. A professionally, and, I'm man. I'm man. I'm man, yeah. And both of Andy's brothers plan to enter professions. Please say in your column that a college degree is absolutely necessary these days. After Andy graduates from college, he can do anything he chooses, but we desperately want him to have a college degree first. Thank you, Andy's mother. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to oh. Dear Pod, the Comedy <laughs> Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Liza Manelli. <laughs> and that's my assistant, Rick James. What? And we're coming to you from the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear what it? What is... Oh, you suck. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? What did you hit? And do I have to start I this hit, shit again? Okay, no, it's, it's, <laughs> I hit a button by accident. Oh my God. How is that just queued up like that? It's Jules. He has a board of all this stuff. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm like, wow, that's a weird placement what? for your Liza impression. Oh, my God. But, all right. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I tried to hit boo, you suck, because of, of what this woman was saying, and I hit the wrong button. But anyway, we're not going back. It's perfect as it is. <laughs> I'll take it just... So, okay, go on. Do the answer. Okay. Dear Mother, I disagree. College is not for everybody. If Andy prefers to work with his hands, that's what he should do. It's not true that people... Who work with their hands because they aren't smart enough to work with, with their minds. Some handiwork requires more skill, talent, and know-how than many professions. You do your son a tremendous disservice by telling him he's disappointed you and urging him to go to college. Change your tune. I 100% agree with this. I was just going to say the exact same thing. What is wrong with this woman? I mean, I know, first of all, this was written at a different time where... The sad part is, and the sad reality is, it, there's no linear way to progress now. You know, it's not like right. you graduate from college and then you instantly get a job and then you work your way up and this is how it blah, 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 blah. Because there's a girl right now on TikTok who's making more money than me who shoves pizza in her face. There's no... There you go. It's upsetting the lack of logic. I think you need to find what you're good at and lean into it so hard. I agree. That's what you need to do. But, I mean, how many mothers nowadays would be like, please go into plumbing. I'm begging you, do HVAC repair. Those guys get paid so well. Bank. Bank. And then they all, almost all of them, end up owning their own companies. Yeah, which then makes them even more bank. Absolutely. The smartest bank and... Oh, how many times have I said that I wish that Jules was a plumber? I, I don't even. I can't. Some, on Saturday nights, he is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's, no. he's doing something with pipes, but I'm nowhere oh. near him when it happens. Oh. I, I don't know. Oh. 
Maybe it's just in the men's dressing room. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens when he goes to work. I don't ask questions. He comes back. I clean his clothes. Yeah. They're a little crunchy, but you know what? I'm crunchy. Exactly. I'm yeah. Crisp. Yeah. It, it's, I, I would, oh my God. But what a smart guy to also be able to say, you know what? I tried it for a year. This isn't for me. He just saved his parents thousands of dollars. Yeah. What year was this again? 76. Yeah, that's a long time ago. How much do you think college cost back then? One dollar, Chuck. I would say, uh, just I'm just going to bet one dollar. It should be the price <laughs> is right. Showcase showdown. And you get a college education or this motorboat. Wah, wah. I'll okay. take the motorboat. This is an interesting thought and topic and question because I literally just opened Twitter. Now, I never open the news or any garbage. Also, because... <laughs> If I if I open something and, and it goes to a paywall, I'm not going to get that news, period, full stop. It could literally, there could be an article that says the world is ending. We have the date and the situation. I would go to click on it and they would say, please give the Washington Post $1. And I'd be like, you know what? The world's going to end. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I swipe it away. <laughs> I swipe so many news articles away because I'm like, <laughs> I just can't. It's like, going to cost I, me 50 cents? No. I'll, it's, I guess I'll, I'll see the asteroid on my own. You know? You'll never believe what will cure cancer that you currently have for $1. You know what? I'll, I'm good. I'll, I'll ask somebody else. I'll get, I'll get somebody else's <laughs> sign-in. Somebody else's password. Hey, I've got seven minutes to live. Can you just upload this article for me real quick? Yeah, yeah. Could you, do you have a credit card on you? Fuck off. Oh. <laughs> uh, no news should be behind a paywall at this point. I mean, we can we can sidestep it in some other weird ass way. I think that's actually Seriously. what born the OAN network or something. I think so. Which, that by the way, I was driving behind somebody who had a bumper sticker for OAN, and I thought it said Dan. <laughs> I gotta fix that logo. I was like, that guy's named Dan. Oh, oh, no, he's not. He really likes Dan. He's really into this guy named Dan. <laughs> Uh, was what was that guy in like the '90s who was like, "I'm D- Dan Cortez." Yeah, there it is. Oh, Dan Cortez. He must yeah. love Dan Cortez from MTV. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. So here's my question regarding school and the school system and things like that. Now, I did not okay. know that this was still on the table because I am tuned out. I can't okay. take it anymore. That Biden may forgive student loans on Wednesday. Being tomorrow? Just on Wednesdays? Just Wednesdays. If you took out a loan on a Wednesday, it's <laughs> oh, going to be forgiven. Shit. It went through on a Thursday. God damn God it. God damn it. Stupid Wells Fargo. So <laughs> is he forgiving people's student loans entirely? He's just saying, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, like, I forgive you. Yeah. I forgive, I forgive you it. for taking this out. Now we need yeah. this money back to right. make the country function. Yeah, I'm not giving it back. I'm just forgiving you for being that stupid. For taking taking it out out. to begin with. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that we ironed that out. Yeah. So now we all know. I'm glad we talked about that. I'm glad that we ironed that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Whatever somebody does. Informational. We are a uh, super highway. I don't mean to brag, but we have our finger on the pulse. Now, the pulse is a person who's been dead for 30 years, but... Yeah, it's a slow death. Did you it's hear about pulse. this Clinton? 
<laughs> and this woman he hooked up with is a blue dress. I, I like being just a little behind the times. It makes you happier. I agree with you on that one. I agree. I agree. I now see. whip another article out and slap it across my face. Whipping it right now. This comes from the Quad City Times, Davenport, Iowa, December 29th, 1965. College son beefs about Dude. letters. <laughs> it's huge. Hold on. Let me do this again. It wouldn't let me okay. go. Oh, there we go. That's why. College son beefs about letters from home. All right. Dear Randlanders, every college student away from home will thank you if you print this letter. Mail is very important to us, and we know it is important to our parents, too. But what do they write about? Here is a sample of a letter I received yesterday. Aunt Edna had a pain in her side last night. She thought it was appendicitis, but it passed over. Uncle Gordy brought us six dozen fresh eggs from his farm this morning. The eggs he brings are very small and rather brownish in color. I like the white eggs best, but he never brings us those. The bulb in the street light by our house burned out. I wonder how long it will take the city to notice it. This is news. We appreciate any support you can give us. Signed, tired of reading nothing. Dear nothing, so what do you want? The inside word from the Pentagon, the State Department, and the White House? A letter from home lets you know your folks are thinking about you. If your mother happens to be a Willa Caver, you're lucky. But most mothers are just ordinary people who write as best they can. So be grateful and quit beefing. And... <laughs> quit beefing. Quit beefing. Now, I don't know about you, but that means something very different in our it, house. It, it, same. Same. Okay, good. I'm glad that we're on the same page there. There's beef happening. I don't happening. think I ever use, um, what's, I mean, other than what's the beef, but I'm talking about a very specific commercial growing up. Not a fan of the word beef, just in general. You're not a fan of the word beef? I'm not a fan of the food, the word, all in general, the word is bleh. So you wouldn't say like so and so as having a beef? No, I'll never say that. I'll never not, use okay. it in those in that context. Okay, it just no, we're just, just ironing just it out. A... Chicken sausage—that's my safe mm. word. <laughs> Chicken sausage! So, Get your hands off my throat! <laughs> so Kate and Allie were having this chicken sausage about what I don't uh, even know where to begin. Uh, Chip was gonna do. I was watching Who's the Boss the other night, and Tony had a chicken sausage with Angela. <laughs> Angela. 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 Did your, I mean, you know the wild part is, and I know we're dating ourselves by saying this, but like the internet was new when we went to college. So I don't remember even getting emails from my parents being like, Dear Aaron, I hope you're enjoying your time at Ithaca. Love mouth. Like, did you get letters from home? Um, I think I got letter. I definitely didn't get email because email wasn't a thing until later. And then I'd never, I never paid any attention to it. You never had a .edu? Um, I think I did, but I never, again, I never used it. Oh, wow. It's, Isn't that nuts? Just, did you have like a college lab where you could go, you know, like a. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? We like also had one. Lab? Yeah. We also had one in our. A really dumpy one in our fraternity that was made, made basically like 
two mainframes from uh, the movie War Games <laughs> that, uh, you know, just like you could play fucking Pong. awful. Yeah, you could play we Pong. We had two it, Commodore it was, 64s. Yeah, it was like the equivalent of two giant arcade games. Um, and then everyone was like, I don't know why they're working. And you're like, oh, well, maybe it's the Natty Light uh, pyramid that has spilled over to the keyboard and then down the back of the. Yeah, I don't know why either. I don't remember getting any letters from home, any I miss you. I do remember getting one care package that came out of nowhere. And I, you, like, I, rem- I can see in my mind's eye what my school's little mailroom looked like. And I picked it up and Moth sent me a whole bunch of popcorn. Just free floating. Yeah. <laughs> you want some popcorn? We're enjoying it with the movies. So I put it in the box. I hope you like it. <laughs> so how long was your mom in the Star Wars um, movie? <laughs> she was in the cantina scene. I was going to say. It makes sense. <laughs> she had the... Uh, hey, Lando and Greedo, <laughs> you want some blue milk? It's delicious. Uh. Your mom never like says, "Oh, can you please stop talking at like doing an impression of me as if I'm some kind of person that's drowning to death?" No, never. The only the request is that that I make money off of it at some point. Oh. As long as you get some cash. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Yes, it's getting more intense. Yeah. Needless to say. Hit me with an article. This is from the News Herald, Willoughby, Ohio. Willoughby. April 20th, 1964. Dear Abby, I am a college freshman. While I was home for Easter vacation, my mother asked me to take out the 17-year-old daughter of some friends who had just moved to our town. She told me that the girl had a great personality and was real sharp. Not having any special girl, I thought, well, why not? Well, I took this girl out and I practically had to beat her off. Excuse me? Ew! (laughs) She didn't want to go anywhere. All she wanted to do was park. She told me a couple of jokes that were dirtier than those I would ever tell a fellow. Well, she She beat him off. Yeah. She was so fast, I honestly couldn't control her. I never took her out again. My mother asked me what was wrong with her, and I said, nothing, I have studying to do. I know when I get home this summer, I'll have this girl shoved at me again. I can't tell my parents what kind of girl she is. What excuse can I use? Her folks and mine are a constant foursome. Excuse me? Oh my God! (laughs) Signed, Future Farmer at Davis. Dear Farmer, tell your parents that as a future farmer, you plan to do a lot of digging, but you just don't dig that girl because he's going to be digging in some guy's asshole. Uh, You know, I just, I keep beating her off and beating her off and she just keeps coming and coming and coming. And I mean, I want to beat someone off. I just don't want to beat off a girl. I just want to get ahead. You know, (laughs) she's got these sticky fingers and I just want to beat someone off. I just want to wear her clothes. Wait, what? You guys know that you have such a great foursome, and I just, you know, I want exactly what you guys have, I just, yeah, but exactly. just with men. I just want to swap with the boys. Yeah. It's just really hard for me to swallow, Mom. <laughs> but I'm choking down my feelings. I'm choking them down. I just can't wrap my hands around it. 
If only I could reach around, you know? <sighs> it's just so hard. I can't penetrate the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard to penetrate. <laughs> We're five-year-old boys sitting That's in a basement. Right. We really are. When the Maha Lounge is finally fixed, we are children that sit in a basement and talk dirty to each other and yeah, laugh yeah. and giggle. Has Have your parents ever um, like tried to push someone on you're like oh, oh well you're fine because yes he's in college she's in college my whole damn life but not in a, a romantic way it's more friendships regular friendships mm. you know there's they've always made me play with weird people and I, <laughs> oh. and if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about me there was this girl um uh, I guess. See, I want to say the names because when you put the names to the faces in my mind, it helps. And it's always a first and last name. Anybody from your past is not like Matt or Casey. It's like a full name of a person. Correct. Um, but this specific girl, this was the one who ate the, the SpaghettiOs real fast that I told oh, you about. Oh, God. <laughs> that no. chick. So they had me play with her and I was convinced that her family was trying to poison me because I kept trying to force food on me whenever I went over there. Which, of course, in my mind, A plus B equals Q to the second power. I was like, if they're trying to get me to eat, clearly this must be poison food. Right. I watched a lot of amazing stories when I was a kid. Well, I mean, she, they're like, well, our daughter eats like an anteater, so maybe that's how every daughter eats. <laughs> exactly. And like the entire Twinkies factory was available to me. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. No, no, thank you. Also, they tried to get me to play with a girl uh, who was a next-door neighbor of ours in New Hampshire, and she was a tyrant, a beast of a thing. And uh, we were playing we were playing catch with a softball, and I turned and looked at something for two seconds, and she threw the damn thing at my head. And if that doesn't, and yet still, Moth was like, go play with her, Liz, go, go on, go be social. And I'm like, but I'm bleeding. <laughs> She didn't seem to care. And that's why not. I'm in therapy. Oh, that's nice. Did your mother make you hang out with people? She didn't make you date people, right? No. Like, take her out, show her a good time. That's a no, nightmare. That never, no, no one, no. They just wanted me to, like, get out of the house. Because I never really went out. Were you like that kid in 16 Candles who his parents had to push him into the dance? And he was like, I just want to go home with you guys. Oh, yeah, but I didn't want to hang out with my parents either. Oh, I just what, didn't want to be around anybody. What did you want to do? Where did you want to go? I didn't. You didn't want I to just, be around people? Not really, no. Like, maybe like one or two people. You almost said three. Like, <laughs> I almost said one, one or three people. <laughs> but it just doesn't sound right, so. But I'm glad I said it now. So now are you, you're still the same as an adult. You keep a very small group of friends. Yes, but I know a hell of a lot more okay. people. But because I just don't you know really how you and I have all. joked about us being in a cult? Mm -hmm. Like in what we would be if we were in a cult. I realized that we may like the ideas behind certain cults, but we hate people so much. That's the only thing keeping us from a cult. I think that at one point I would walk into the room where everyone's in their jumpsuit and be like, you know what? I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to leave now. Like, but this is your house. Okay, then you need to go. <laughs> but, but... Guys, I'm going to get an Uber, but you live here. Right. I just, by the time I get back, wait, I thought you're not supposed to leave the house. Right. Well, I'm leaving the house and I expect you all to have moved on. 
because now I'm bored with it. You know what? I'm going to leave this jumpsuit here. And what is this? Is this a Bible? I'm going to leave that there too. Uh, (laughs) And grab some fruit punch on your way out, you guys. And I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. Um, But make sure you drink it somewhere else. As you go. It's a to-go cup. Yeah. I don't know where you're going to land, literally, but I don't want it to be in my house. (laughs) So So. just know that the only thing that has ever kept us out of cults is our deep hate for human beings. Right. And speaking of hate for human beings, here is our final article from the Times Advocate, Escondido, California, home of cults. Escondido. Right? January 20th, 1978. Elementary school teachers also need degrees in entertainment. Dear Anne, thank God it's Friday. Entertaining my 28 first graders all week has left me dizzy and foot sore, but I have just enough strength left to comment on the entertainment in schools. This is my 14th first grade class. Every year I improve my act in order to keep the attention of my students long enough to teach them something. I organize games. I dispense gumdrops and jelly beans. I draw fun cartoons, sing songs, stand on my head. The parents expect me to make their children like school. My bosses expect me to convince the parents that our school system is wonderful. So I do, to the point of exhaustion. But what the hell is that? Was that the black hole? Yeah. Oh, just, okay. It's fine. <laughs> She'll pass. Yeah. But, but what happens if next year's teacher isn't young enough or corny enough or to compete with Bugs Bunny or the bionic woman? She'll be labeled mediocre. It's no wonder kids get into high school or college without knowing how to study. The teachers, the administrators, and the parents have convinced them that it is their right to be entertained. Sign me accountable in Kalamazoo. Dear Zoo, thanks for letting us know how it is in Michigan. I've received letters from Alabama, California, Massachusetts, and Minnesota saying the same thing. Everybody knows better than anybody. I am... Am I a little confused by this letter? So she thinks that every It's not just about teaching kids two plus two equals four. It's that you you are basically, especially probably at that age, because it's first grade, Mm -hmm. you're kind of, you have to create games and like you have to be innovative in how you keep a kid's attention. I can't even imagine what goes into being an elementary school teacher and trying to keep attention of children while trying to teach them anything. It's got to be a song. It's like two plus two is four, four plus four is eight. And and when you hit that, that's when all the children jump out of the window and they're (laughs) like, I can't take it anymore. And then you go home for the day. You're like, I guess we're done. It's a half day. And then you go through all their lunches and you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat that. Bologna? Eat Bologna? Chips. I'll take the chips. I'll take the chips. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I I don't think it'd be a wonderful teacher, A, because I don't like children. B, um, I think that uh, I would just start talking to them like they're adults, like, a, like really matter of fact. Oh, you'd get arrested in two seconds. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know if there'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I would definitely like, I would definitely like have to like, you know, throw balls at kids. Oh yeah. To, like get them to wake up. Whose balls? So that, 
I'd have to throw, I'd rip my balls off and throw them at the child. <laughs> but also remember thinking back to your elementary school days, you had those teachers that you loved because they did those special little things. To me, it was Miss Jacoby. Who now, by What's the way, are, do you, are you friends with any of your teachers online at all? Follow them online? What is wrong with you? I'm sorry. No. I know. I do. My I should friends be. with one of my teachers? Yes. Like my elementary no. school teachers are online and, and they're all like conspiracy theorists. It's so funny. No. But I'm not. No. We all have those teachers that were like, oh my God. And she gave us candy. We learned, you know, the Black Sox song from her. What? Black socks, they never get dirty. The longer you wear them, the blacker they get. Someday I'll probably launder them. Something keeps telling me don't do it yet. Not yet. Not yet. What's the point of the black socks song? Like, just, just be to a have filthy a fucking human being? I guess. I don't know. But that's what I take away from my childhood. Can you imagine the parent-teacher contest? Or con- contest. <laughs> parent-teacher conference? Like, what the fuck are you teaching my kid about black socks? Wait, wait They're until the arm filthy. wrestling contest with a parent-teacher contest. Yeah. <laughs> Last time someone got a black eye. Black eye, I'll never get over it. Yeah, that. but like that was what you had. And I, I can't imagine being an elementary school student. And the shit that you have to do to, just to try to get them to remember baseline information. I remember when um, it went from like normal education to then all of a sudden every child had 57 books and we no longer had to use a backpack. We had like carts for our books. <laughs> you remember yes. when like all the backpacks with the handles that you dragged down the street? And I, we're, I was like, this is taking it dark turn no they were like this is the weight of the world get used to carrying it on your shoulders right. did you have yeah. to cover your books with brown paper yeah brown paper bags yeah so that, was that probably the only time i opened up the book was just was to, to put the brown it. paper on it yes just to decorate it to put your lisa frank trapper keeper stamp on it love it do you still feel so the need at this time of year to go back to school shopping for like do you feel like you want to go to Staples? No, I don't. That has <sighs> passed. That has been that has been long gone from my, my brain. Would hole. you want to go back to school now? Now you, as you, Patty. Not going back in time to any kid uh, other age. Like would in you my, back- isn't my present age? Your present age. No. Not at all. For, for what? No. Why would I go back to school? I wasn't very good at it. So why would I like just to go back and be like, ugh, yeah, still not good. See, like, no. I think I romanticize it. And if you were to put me in a school right now, I'd freak out at the fact that, like, because I have, we've talked about this. I have the anxiety dreams. Oh, uh, yeah. That I'm, like, supposed to be in third period right now. Okay. I'm but. real curious what I would, how I would react if I went back to school right now and I had to take, like, tests and I had to learn a certain amount of information, half of which I probably won't use ever again in my life. Are you like romanticizing like if, if like you're in Mona Lisa's smile, like you're wearing like a period costume? Or yes! Like oh my present God! Present day where everyone just looks like they're, you know, at the airport waiting to go to South Beach. I think I'm Mona like Lisa's smile. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's more me. Like picture me in a beret, plaid skirt, cold weather. Right, so you're at Princeton for... I don't know why, but you're at Princeton going to school. That is real weird that you said that because Princeton, uh, every now and then me and my Jules will take a day trip there Uh and and I will say the same thing, which is, oh, I kind of want to go back to school, only standing on the Princeton campus or like the Harvard campus. So the only way I'm going back is if it's real high end. 
Ivy cool, League. Right. See, I'd probably rather go to Princeton because I like the neighborhood and Harvard looks like garbage. Sorry. Take that back. Why do you say that? Have you been There's, there? Yeah. No, I just saw a picture of it once online. Of course I've been there. I love Harvard. It's just like building. It, there's nothing magical about it. It's Harvard there's no, Square. There's everything magical. Don't give a magical. shit what it's called. You there can used say to be it. a Chinese food restaurant called the Hong Kong, which was the only place would accept my uh, fake ID. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I got and? that scorpion bowl, and I drank it by myself, and then I hurt for three days. I would still rather go to Indiana University than spend another hour at Harvard. Really? Yes. Uh. Well, that's okay, because Harvard doesn't want you anyway, kid. Didn't ask. Didn't ask. Didn't ask. Hey. 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 Hey, you. Hey. You know what You know what school time it's time for? School ties reenactment? Yes, so come over here. I'll beat the shit out of you just for being In the dead, shower? Right? Yes, okay, but with a wet hose. Yes. <laughs> what? what? A frozen <laughs> wet hose. <laughs> and this family that likes to swap for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> the foursome. <laughs> you know what it's time for? It's, it's time, time for Instagram, Instagram mail. It's Instagram mail. Whenever we zoom with some of our friends, 30 is of a second off from each other. That's okay. You're a homeless. We're going to find out when it's Mona Lisa smile. And by smile, I mean Julia Roberts' smile, which you can see from the stage. Ooh, that is a very impressive whistle. Did you go to school for that? Yeah, that's what I majored in. <laughs> majored in whistling. <laughs> I would not be surprised at all. All right, people, we have one Instagram mail question this week. You can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or slide into our sexy DMs at dearpodofficial. If you have a question, if you would like answered by one of the two of us on the air, or two of the one of us on the air, right. all at the same time. I don't do math. That is a part of schooling that I completely skipped over. Yes, we I can think, do. now, I'll have to do a little bit of research on this and come back to you on it. I do think that my father called my math teacher and basically begged him to pass me. Mm. That's how was bad he, I was at math. Did he go to his house wearing those chaps that you saw then? <laughs> yes, he was part of the, he was a strippogram. He showed up at my math teacher's door and was like, did someone have a, is there a fire in here that needs to be doused? You're like, no, we're fine. We're fine. No. Okay, fine. Will you pass my daughter? She's shit at algebra. If you go home and burn those chaps, she will get an A+. Plus. <laughs> That's my father walking in chaps. <laughs> well, yeehaw. All right, it's time for an Instagram mail question. Will you read this week's Instagram mail patois? I shall. You're very good at Dear, reading. Thank you. It's the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> Dear Pod, I just dropped my oldest son off at college for the first time, and I have been a mess all week. I can't seem to stop crying and get my emotions under control. I'd heard of empty nest, but this feels extreme. Any advice on how to handle the day-to-day? I'm ready to move into his dorm. Signed, Wallowing in Washington. Dear Wallow, most parents are ecstatic that their kids leave the nest. By the time their son's head hits the pillow of his dorm room, his folks have dismantled his bedroom and installed a late night karaoke bar, library, workout room, or glory hole. You need to think of what you're gaining, not losing. You get your life back, so enjoy it. Pining away after your son will only get you a spot on Maury Povich or Jerry Springer. 
Wake up, Washington. That's your son, not the one that got away. Pick up a damn hobby or get painting over his Cindy Crawford posters that had that strange stain on them. Just be careful when you move the mattress. My suggestion is rubber gloves and look away, Abby. That Cindy Crawford poster. Just for the record, when my brother went to school at Worcester Polytechnic Institute, I went to visit him and he had a, a lovely poster up that said 15 reasons why a beer is better than a woman. Wow. Wow. Class. He's a modern day poet. Really? He really? He Pure really class. Is. Yeah, I love Speaking that. Speaking of class and ass, here's what Anne has to say to right. uh, Wallowing in Washington. Dear Wash, be that as I have no children, and my uterus is about as welcoming as a bacon sandwich at a bar mitzvah, <laughs> I don't exactly know the pain of the empty nest. And when my mother dropped my sister and I off at Sarah Lawrence or some other progressive East Coast school where people don't shave their legs, she was so ready to get us out of her nest so she could get back to what she loved most, day drinking. Which brings me to my solution for your syndrome. I find the best way to navigate the choppy waters of life changes by keeping yourself busy. Your identity is shifting, and it's important that you take the time to allow yourself to get back into second gear. Do something you've never done before, something like uh, that will challenge your mind, like glass blowing, salsa dancing, or tantric sex workshops. Pursue something you've always thought of trying but never had the time, like a class on pottery, scrapbooking, or bloodletting. Why do you think God invented Joanne Fabrics? It may take you a moment, but soon enough you'll be complaining about your kids coming to visit you with piles of dirty, sweat-soaked, crunchy laundry. But if you find you're getting worse and can't pull yourself up from the wallow, call a therapist to get help through this tricky time. Oh, and take a page from my mother's book. Drink gin at 2 p.m. Good luck, you empty nesting son of a bitch, and a happy glass blowing. And... Can we just take a moment to acknowledge that 80s sitcoms had the best theme songs and that somebody went into a studio with background singers and, and they fucking were like, knocked it out of the fucking <laughs> park. <laughs> and they went full out and they were like, okay, Carl, can we do it again? But can, when you, you say life goes on. Can you like lean into the grit of it? Because it's Richard Mulligan and he's really been feeling his life. Okay. Because if we don't nail this, Winger's going to take it and take it on tour. So yeah. Or even just wings. I mean, which is also a TV show. Do you see? There's a lot of competition. Crystal Bernard. Yeah. Yeah. So we really need to make, we need to like grit it up a little, give me a little bit of grind and girls, background singers, background singers. It's life goes on do you got that life goes on really clip it okay good life good that there was a whole cottage industry of theme song singers that are now out of business because we don't have that yeah this would be the the type of audition i'd like to go to where i'm like hey aaron so awesome i love that jingle that you just did on life goes or uh Oh, Life Goes On. Yeah, when you sang Life Goes On, theme song with Patti LuPone. That was fantastic. Yeah, great. But I mean, I'm also, I don't mean to brag, but I just did this spot for Double Mint Gum. Do you mm, want to hear it? Nice. Double your pleasure, double your fun. <laughs> okay, go further. This is gum. This is 
refreshing gum we're talking about. Do it. Taste the rainbow! I really want to taste the rainbow. Do you understand? These are Skittles here, okay? People are going to be eating them. Why were they trying to sell us something as if it were like, we only could be convinced to like it uh, in the voice of like uh, Twisted Sister? Yes, always. There was never like a nuanced voice. No. Oh, except, wait, no, no. I take that back because of the Golden Girls theme song. Right. Well, I mean, the yeah, we don't want heavy metal there because they're, the they're audience ancient. will die. Yeah, they're right. going to de- think about your demographic. Right, but right, everybody right. else, if you're under, if you're not an octogenarian, you get this voice. Life goes on and so do we. Yeah. We need yeah. more grind. We need more grit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Oh, all right. Are you ready for the final segment of the evening get excited you can't experience this because you're on zoom and i gotta go through hell you're a stupid stupid boy who can't get out of downtown swing in hell's kitchen to be with me tonight sorry but as i swear to god i feel like you're doing it on purpose when you know what the the specialty cocktail is because you made me go through the warm milk experience alone (laughs) and now i have to have this a specialty Special specialty drink. drink, drinking warm milk. Drinks go by, <laughs> and so do we. <laughs> Just how we drink them is no mystery. Okay. You're singing about a 65-year-old man. Maybe we shouldn't be bleeding from the throat. You don't understand what I've seen. I was in war. I've survived Korea and now. This week's specialty cocktail is the Give Your Teacher an Apple Teeny. That is right. How does the old saying go? An apple a day keeps James Jules Ferris away. Which it does. He's not here at the moment. To suffer through this, I have to do this alone. For this, you will need two ounces of vodka, a half ounce of apple liqueur, and a splash of sweet and sour mix. Now... Here's what you're going to want to do. In a cocktail shaker, you add all ingredients, add ice, shake, and pour into a martini glass. Garnish with an apple slice, which he did not give me today. So anybody who's a Patreon member is going to get a picture of the apple teeny looking very nude. She's naked. Here are the tasting notes. Well, that's it. Summer is over and school is back. On the one hand, you get your mornings back, so as the bus pulls up and drives them to school... On the other hand, every teacher's summer break is over and they have to gear up for the magic, anxiety, and challenges that are your little child of wonder and germs. For all you professionals of academia, we salute you with the most adult version of an apple for the teacher. We give you the apple tea. Sure, it's a bit basic and crude, but you are spending the next 10 months with these little monsters. We must get your protective layer of alcohol into your systems. And we don't have time to waste. Remember, vodka doesn't linger on your breath. So, when you're at the next PTI meeting and looking cross-eyed at Sandy Swanson's parents and burping the scent of Granny Smith apple, know that Christmas break is just around the corner. Now, let's stand for the Pledge of Allegiance and take a sip. And that is the Give Your Teacher an Apple Tea. All right, are you ready? I have to go through this hell on my own. Ready? Mm.
even as I bring it up to my face and I smell that apple liqueur, I go ripping right back to my early 20s when I thought that was a good idea. I don't know how many apple teenies I think I've made in my bartending career, but at never, never was I ever interested in drinking one. I mean, also because you know what's in it. So it's like, and did you put a lot of apple liqueur in your apple martinis or, or were you more vo- vodka, vodka forward? I was vodka forward because it, that apple shit is so fucking strong. It's so sweet. You'd have canker sores all in your mouth. It shouldn't look green. It shouldn't no. look hyper green. It should just be like a hint of green in there. Then they always told us like, and then you put a, you put a cherry at the bottom. I'm like, why? Why, are we, why would we put a cherry with an apple? But it's, it's like standard and it's like some bartender in California decided that was the look of it. And then that was it. And it's true. It's like, there was always a cherry in the bottom and it was like something quirky about how it looked, but damn. Because you can't really pre, pre pre-cut apples for the entire night because they'd brown be serving brown apples. Yeah. Maybe that's the thought. Yeah. Or you could just do apple chips, but then who the fuck wants to make apple chips all night long? And then they're gummy in the drink. No, they you don't rehydrate them, you know. So that's that's a, back to that disgusting cherry. I mean, here's what I like about Jules is Appletini because he knows my palate. So it is very vodka forward. It has like a splash of the two other items, which is apple liqueur and sour mix. So it doesn't it doesn't crush me. But the the mere smell of the apple liqueur coming up to my face is like, oh my god! It's it's like I hear the Sex and the City theme song as soon as I bring it up. It's like bunk bunk. See, not a theme song that would be with emptiness. Because if Sex and the City were made in the 80s, what would the theme song be? We're just four girls looking to fuck. That's right. (laughs) Trying to find some man for tonight. They don't have to be forever. They just have to be for now. Oh, my God. I've written half. They're just for girls who like to fuck. They like to drink martinis and then fuck each other. They're just going to the jobs except for that one dumb bitch who doesn't have a job. They're just four girls trying to figure it out. But we can't figure out how they pay for their lives. One writes little columns for the post and the other one just hangs out with some rich people. Okay, let me workshop this. (laughs) This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.